day, everyone. This is Susan Bauer, your host for our podcast. Today, we are going to talk about host coaching and a system. So if you don't have a system, you're really going to want to stay tuned and hear what we have to share. I am in, I'm joined today by Lauren Musser. She is an SESL from Pennsylvania, and she is passionate about host coaching, and you'll find out why. Lauren, are you there? I am. Well, welcome to the podcast. So we're going to start with the first question. Why are you so passionate about host coaching? Okay, so there's a couple reasons I'm super passionate about it. The first, and my, this is my whole entire reason for getting into Norwex, um, is that the more people you have there, the more people's lives you can impact. Um, I am one that did not know how dangerous these cleaning chemicals were for my health, and getting them out of my home was a huge reason why I'm healthy today. So the more ears you have there, the more people's lives you get to help and to create a safer way for them to clean. Um, and the second reason is I love my family and I love spending time with them. It is a sacrifice for me to leave my family. And sometimes it's also <laughs> saving grace to, you know, get away from little kids. But um, it, I want it to be worth my time. So, um, yeah, the more people you have there, obviously, the more income you can bring in. The other thing, too, is I want it to be worth my host time. Um, Anytime your host has a party, Norwex is incredibly generous with them, as they are with us as consultants. Um, but my goal for every party is to get my host a $1,000 party, get her the most rewards possible. And the more people that are there, the more possible that becomes for your host as well. You know, Lauren, I, I love that because I think when a lot of people think of host coaching, they don't think about it from the perspective that you just shared. Um, they think about my parties, especially in sharing the mission. I'm going to do that at my parties, but that host coaching really can be um, a way to do that in a bigger, more impactful way. So the fact yeah. that you are looking at how you can impact more lives through host coaching. Mm -hmm. And your second point, which is so important. Mm -hmm. Host coaching is an income generating activity. And when you yeah. think about your business, you want to think about the things that are really going to be worth your time. And this is certainly one of them. So let's mm -hmm. now go That's through. Um, so share with us first um, why you have put together the system that you have for host coaching. Yeah, it's really funny that I'm talking about systems because I am not a systems person. I am a fly by the seat of my pants kind of person. Um, but as my business continued to grow, so did I, and I am learning to grow with my business and systems are so helpful, even though like I dug my heels in <laughs> about systems, um, they are so helpful. Um, and what I found is that when I am consistent with my host, she knows what to expect. There's no surprises for either of us. Um, and things just go a lot more smoothly for both her and I. Um, and then she ends up getting more rewards because I'm being consistent for her. And I think you said a word that people are going to hear throughout this podcast, and that's consistent or consistency because yeah. you do things. And, and as a host, it's great because 
So many hosts have never done this before. So you're mm -hmm. really helping them with all the steps along the way. So now let's go through your system. So okay. you have five points of contact with your host. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So let's go through each one of those and give some examples of what that looks like. So starting with yeah. point number one. Okay. So I, with host coaching, I mean, obviously your very first, and I didn't really count this as a point of contact, but your host coaching actually starts at the party that they are booking off of. Um, I actually give them a host packet, um, which gives them a checklist of um, some points that I actually also text to them later, but I like to have them have two separate ways of seeing the information because some people are going to be more of a hands-on, they need it in their hands kind of person. Um, and then some people are going to like the gradual text that I send them. Um, so it definitely starts at that party. I don't go over a lot of information at the party, but I get their date that night. Never let them leave without getting their date that night. Um, but yeah, I get their date that night and then I, I hand them that host packet. And then I tell them, you know, go ahead and text all your friends, have them save the date. Um, so that would be obviously your first interaction with them. Um, but then a lot of times I am scheduling my parties about a month out. That's not going to be the case for everybody. But for me, that typically is true. Um, so I contact them um, and about a month out is when I um, confirm their date with them. And then when I confirm their date with them, I set up their Facebook group and um, I send them a message saying, hey, so-and-so, I'm so excited. I got your Facebook group started. So all you need to do is to reach out to everyone you know and give them a personal invite, you know, via text, messenger, or phone call to your Norwex party. And when they say they'd love to come or they're very interested, add them to our Facebook group. And then I confirm with them that they need to over-invite um, because not everybody will be able to come. And then I tell them, I'm super excited. This is going to be so much fun. Um, so that would be my first contact outside of the party that uh, I met her at okay and and that's great and I love that you keep it simple but you mm -hmm. focus them um, and that you're having them invite and then adding to the Facebook group it's not the 500 mm -hmm. friends that you know um, and yeah, over right. is important so okay so then what happens next okay so then about a week after that this would be like four weeks out from the party um, I text her again, and um, by the way, these texts are not like surprises to them. I let them know that I'll be texting them um, some information to help them have a, a really great party. Um, but about four weeks out, I contact her again, and I say, you know, hey, so-and-so, I'm getting so excited for your party. How are your RSVPs coming? Is there anyone who hasn't responded? Um, if so, just check in with them in case they didn't see your message or they mentally responded but forgot to actually respond. And then I have in parentheses, happens to me all the time. <laughs> um, and then I say, just talk to everyone you know about it and get your, tell them your experience with your Norex product. Show them the products that you have. The more excited you are, the more people that will want to come. Um, and I, like in these text messages, I am putting emojis. <laughs> like when I'm telling them that I sometimes mentally respond but never actually, sometimes you know, I forget to actually respond. 
I put like the, you know, the emoji with the hand over her face because you want them to, you, you want to be personable to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, even yeah, in the bring some personality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. That's, so, yeah, great. that's the one. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I like, I like the way that you positioned it. I like your, your word choices. So then, all right. So that's true. Then what's next? Uh, so then about three weeks out, so I'm doing about a week, I'm doing once a week kind of contact. I don't want to be like stressing her out, texting her all the time, but once a week keeps her mind focused on it without stressing her out. Um, so then about three weeks out, I'm saying, Hey, so-and-so I hope your day is going awesome. I also wanted to mention that a no RSVP does not mean a no order. Um, if people can't make it to the actual date, they still may want to order. Uh, this allows them to still participate even if they can't come. Suggest the household package for anybody who can't make it. They can order through your link, which is on your Facebook group, or give you an order that you can give to me at the party. Try and get at least five outside orders if you can before the actual party. This will help you get all of the free Norwex. You know, I, I'm thinking that there's some ahas going on uh, for people <laughs> listening because I have heard lots of different ways that people host coach. And when I was, you know, when I was a consultant, I did too. I never would have thought of doing it exactly like that. You always say, oh, if you can't come to, you know, if people can't come to the party, you're going to want them to, you know, think about putting in an order. But what you've done is you've just, it's the easy button that, you know, mm-hmm. you're telling them, um, that's great. You know, no, no RSVP doesn't mean that you're, it's not, a, not an order and recommending that they choose the household package. So it makes it just mm-hmm. so easy for them. And also giving mm-hmm. them a goal of five that, that for some yeah. people, um, you know, that may seem like a lot, but for mm-hmm. others that really can make a big difference. And I know you have a fairly high party average and I'm sure this contributes mm-hmm. to it. Okay. Yeah. So let's I move also, on. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say in my area, it seems like people are really like hesitant to ask for an order if people can't come because they don't want to be pushy. And I think for people to realize that people may still want to participate just because they can't make the date. Um, you're not being pushy. You're allowing them to participate in something they probably already want to participate in anyway. Yep. And you know what? You don't know if, if you don't ask them. And so for a lot mm-hmm. of those people, they're never asked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So moving on. All right. So number four. And, and again, if you're somebody who's not booking as far out as Lauren, mm-hmm. you're going to adapt this. But okay. So now yeah. you're doing once a week. We're, we're at uh, contact number four. Yep. So about two weeks out, um, I just, I text them and I have a picture of myself. Um, I never took selfies before Norwex, but this is one of those times where I feel like it's super important because you want them to associate Norwex with your face. So I send them a text with like an excited face and I say, Hey, so-and-so your party is quickly approaching. Ah, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Are you okay with me arriving about 20 minutes early? And do you have a table that I can use or would you like me to bring one? Either option is okay with me. So this text is for me. I mean, obviously, I honestly bring a table with me regardless, just in case we, you know, miscommunicate or something. Um, But this is important because you want them to be thinking about how their party is going to look. It makes it more real to them and it gets them ready and excited about it. 
Yes. And it also, um, it's, it's like you said, it's your way to be building a relationship, even though it's just a text. And, and yeah, when you're mm -hmm. saying, can I bring a table? All of a sudden I'm thinking, oh, where am I, where in the house is she going to set mm -hmm. up a table? So it does. It's like, oh yes, it is real now. Mm -hmm. Do you do anything yeah. in that text about, you know, how's your guest list or, uh, you know, cause sometimes that's at that point, they mm -hmm. start to realize or they start to see how many people are coming or not coming. Mm -hmm. So that I actually do about one week out. Um, okay. That would be my next one. Yeah. Okay. So number so, five, one week out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The next one I just say, wahoo, we are so close to your party. Get everyone excited to come. Remind them to bring a friend for a free gift from me. And I say, I would check in with everyone that said they're coming and let them know you're excited to see them. Anybody who replied, maybe just check in with them and see if they're able to come and let them know you'd love to have them. This is just a friendly reminder to them since life gets so busy. Um, do you have any idea of how many you're expecting? We're going to have a blast and I cannot wait to see you. And that's great. You've covered several points in that. You're telling them to bring a friend, that they're going to mm -hmm. get a special gift. Um, and I know during Christmas, you, you mentioned to me that mm -hmm. you do something, or during the holiday season, I should say, um, mm -hmm. you do something just a little bit different. What, what do you do mm -hmm. differently? So for Christmas, I actually have little gifts for every single guest. And I, of course, let the host know that ahead of time and that will sometimes actually get a host to book in december because we're having like a little um christmas exchange which is really just me giving them gifts um so hosts love that because then they know that people get excited to come um and then i give the host a little bit bigger of a gift for christmas as well that gets her excited as well um and people are a lot more likely to come i mean december is a really busy time of year for everybody um, so I like to give them incentive to come. And also, I mean, I feel like everybody just feels a little more generous at Christmas time. So it's a really fun way to be able to give, um, to my customers as well. So you're giving and you're still keeping your calendar going during, uh, during mm -hmm. December. And, yeah. um, and, and I know that you pretty much, you're using your shopping sprees for these gifts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Only my shopping sprees, yes. I am not spending um, out of pocket for this stuff. Which is a great way to use those shopping sprees because, mm -hmm. you know, it's a win for them. And for you, it's ensuring that, again, you're, you're keeping your parties and your calendar going in December. So um, mm -hmm. now yeah. I want to ask you, because this yeah. happens, what happens when you get that, you know, you send out that text and the host comes back and says, well, or they call you and say, well, I don't know. I don't have very many people coming. Everybody's busy that night. I think maybe I need to cancel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the one nice thing about um, contacting them a decent amount of time out. So my first contact with them, like as far as adding guests and everything is about a month out. Um, if it's, you know, if it would be a, a host that's scheduled a little closer to their date, I would just do it right away. Um, just confirm their date so that it gets, so if my host is saying, oh my word, that date does not work anymore, 
I have a month to reschedule that date. I can get somebody else in that date. So that helps. Um, and again, if it was a host that say she only scheduled like two weeks out, I would just the very next day contact her and confirm her date with her and then get the ball rolling. Um, and then as we're inviting, um, the nice thing is, so it's three weeks out that I check in and I um, let her know that an R no RSVP does not mean a no order. And the, actually the week before that, I am checking in with her about her RSVPs already to see how they're coming. Um, it's, it's nice to, you know, contact her and ask her about the RSVPs before, like the week before the party, because you don't want her panicking <laughs> the week before the party. So if she's going to panic, I'd rather her do it a few weeks out so that I can help her out. Um, there's a few things that I would mention to her. Um, if she was saying nobody's coming, um, I would say, have you checked back with the people that haven't RSVP'd yet? Because they may have just not seen the invitation um, or they thought they responded and they didn't. So check back with everybody personally. Um, and then, of course, I always have that thing, too, where if a guest brings a friend with them, they get a free product for every guest they bring. Um, so even if, like, say she has two people coming, I say, well, have them invite two of their friends. And they get two gifts then um, just for inviting people to the party. So that like really substantially helps her with her attendance. And you know what? Uh, that makes it seem really doable because, oh, well, mm -hmm. most people are coming. But if they're bringing two, that gives you six. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So, um, okay. Those are all great, great tips. So I know, Lauren, since you started um, sort of using this system, um, mm -hmm. what would you say, how has that impacted and changed your, um, your parties? I know that your attendance has gone up. So explain for the people listening um, the impact of doing something like this and investing this time. Yeah. Um, so my average attendance I would say it's anywhere from like 10 to 12 guests on average. Um, and I had like, when I very first started, Norwich was so new to our area. I had like huge, huge parties, but as our area became more saturated with Norwich, which is a very good thing. Um, you know, it got a little harder to get people to parties because they felt like they already heard about it. Um, and for me, the host coaching was everything for me. Um, because you are offering the host a way to get people there, to get people excited, um, and no longer is she, like, kind of floundering at how to get people there, um, and it makes it really fun for her, because all of a sudden, she's not, it's not all up to her. I have given her helpful instructions, and all she has to do is follow through and interact with her friends, so, um, yeah, it has really helped, and the other thing I've noticed is that my hosts don't, like, they don't cancel last minute nearly as often. Um, if they are rescheduling, it's usually right up front, like a month out from their party. Um, and since I'm having consistent interaction with her throughout this month's timeframe, um, there's not these last minute cancellations that I was having more of the, the time before this system. That's, that's awesome. And I also think, um, and you can certainly confirm that, mm -hmm you're building this great relationship. So the mm -hmm. longevity of having that person 
as a customer, as a, as a host um, for future parties, you're, you're just continuing um, that relationship with that person. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Lauren, I want to thank you so much. I, um, I think that some people may be going back to listen to this again. And, and as I mentioned, you're going to want to adapt it. You're, not everyone is going to book parties as far out. Uh, Lauren obviously mm -hmm. has a very full calendar and, and is keeping that momentum going and that full calendar because she's doing and having systems like this host coaching system that she shared. So Lauren, I want to thank you for your time and sharing with everyone today. Well, thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah, podcasts are fun. I love them. <laughs> and for everyone listening, I always thank you for investing in your time. I'd like to leave you with an action, um, action step. And for today, try this system and see. Or if you have a system, sometimes you just need to tweak it a little. So really work on your host coaching. Um, and they always say, you got to give things a 30-day trial, right? So for the next month, really implement um, this system or tweak it so that you're enhancing the system that you have and see what kind of difference that makes. Because if you go into November and your parties have held, all your parties have held in October, that's going to build momentum not only for November, but guess what? You're going to be building that bridge so that you're starting the new year out strong as well. So it's a, it really is a great investment of your time and, and for your hosts and for your party guests as well. So thank you for being with us and until next time.